The biggest noise wasn't the muffled sound of the explosion. It was the fall of shattered glass from the rose windows. Blue and red fragments rained down. Little shields of black and gold-painted glass bearing Harvard's motto, Veritas, burst on the stone steps. The wooden doors at either end of the memorial transept hung swaying on broken hinges. Across Cambridge Street in the firehouse, there were startled cries. Men ran outside and stood looking up at the vast sunlit bulk of Memorial Hall. A bell began sounding along clang, and then a loudspeaker said, Box 48, Memorial Hall. John Campbell had been typing a letter in his office on the second floor of the firehouse. He jumped up and put on his helmet and coat with the men who were on duty and ran across Cambridge Street, while the sirens of the rescue truck and engine number one set up a high whine and pulled out of the garage to park across the street. Three of Campbell's men ran to the congested crossings around the firehouse and began rerouting traffic. Cautiously, John Campbell walked up the steps on the south side of Memorial Hall, his rubber boots crunching on the broken glass. A reddish cloud of smoke was rolling out of the broken door. Only one side of the tall double door had been splintered and smashed. The other was intact, and the poster on its central panel was still fresh and clean. The chief of the Cambridge Fire Department and two of his firefighters stepped over the fallen half of the door and peered into the gloom. Water was pouring from the high ceiling. It fell on Campbell's helmet and ran backward down the brim. There's somebody in there, he said. See there on the floor. Eddie, go downstairs and turn off the main valve. There was no sign of fire. Dampened by the falling water from the sprinklers in the wooden vaults, the cloud of brick dust was thinning, settling on the floor and on the body of the fat man who lay half in and half out of a hole in the floor. Jeez, what in the name of God was that? Crawley, the building superintendent, looked out of the shattered door of his office. Somebody else, a very tall man with a lot of hair on his head, was blundering over the broken doors of the great hall, holding up his arms as a shield against the rain from the ceiling. John Campbell looked at the tall man and held up his hand in warning. No, he said. Get back. You too, Crawley. Everybody out of the building. The building superintendent withdrew an inch or two, and the hairy man backed up a few paces and stopped as Campbell walked forward and bent over the body, then groaned and turned his head aside. Mother of God, said the man at his heels. John Campbell stood up. Everybody out, I said. Come on, you heard me. Go on outdoors. But people were still coming out of the walls. Someone had run up behind him and was digging thin fingers into his arm. All right now, miss, said Campbell. That goes for you, too. Out with you. You never know if there might be another explosion. Him, said the girl. It's not him. Oh, no. She was falling back, her hair streaming in the rain from the ceiling, her hands over her mouth. She was whimpering, Oh, no, 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 no. The blackened body of the man who lay on the floor was hanging down, draining blood into the hole. Most of the clothing had been burned off. The head was missing.